Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I speak with future saints about being saints. Today's podcast is titled, What Does the Catholic Church Teach is a Just Wage? I have with me, Eni Hickman. Eni, how you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Love this being back is, on. It is good to have you back on. This is the second time Eni's been on, and I'm sure there'll be many more times. I always love our conversation. So how did we get to this conversation? So it was a few weeks ago. I saw a tweet go out and... If any, or I guess it's, is it still called a tweet on X? Anyway, I saw an I X. Saw a message, an X. What is yeah, that? I, don't, I, I, I don't know what it's called, but what is in my head, it's a, it's a tweet. Yeah. Um, but this guy tweeted out something that I thought was very interesting. And I sent it to any, he said, people that work for Catholic nonprofits should make more than their for-profit counterparts, not less asking people to take low salaries for the mission is equivalent to saying that the work isn't as important as corporate work is. I'll say that one more time. People that work for Catholic nonprofits should make more than their for-profit counterparts, not less. Asking people to take low salaries for the mission is equivalent to saying that work isn't as important as corporate work is. So Eni and I have chatted briefly about this type of thing uh, in the past, and I sent it to him because I thought we'd be on the same wavelength. So we're going to talk about this just a little bit here. I I think this uh, person who tweeted this was well-intentioned and yet kind of missed the mark a little bit. Um, So before we really get diving into it, I think, you know, it's it's helpful to give a little background. So Catholic social teaching uh, certainly emphasizes this concept of of just wages. um, And, you know, as it relates to social justice and the dignity of work, and uh, there's a couple documents that the church has written that kind of explain this a little bit further. Uh, Rerum Navarum, and then um, I'm going to say this wrong, but Quadresimo Anno by Pope Pius uh, the Eleventh, nailed it, and then Laborum Exercens. Is that how you say it? You're, you got it. You, all right, JP two, so, JP two, 1981. All of these kind of build on the principles of social justice, um, and it's important to you know to note that Catholic social teaching has this rich tradition with documents that address, you know, different aspects of the dignity of work and, and just wages. Um, and and all that being said, it's it's not so black and white, but I do think uh, we can talk here about how uh, this tweet is, is, is good in some ways, but uh, needs a little help. So I'm going to now kind of get the conversation going. So when you first hear this, this message or this, this tweet, what's the, what's the first thing that sticks out? Yeah, to you? I mean, it's like, it's always, um, this is, this is it. I mean, I, I, I remember you remember taking your first ministry job and being like, well, I, I mean, to be honest, I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> like graduated college, you know, I think it was $28,000 and, and Kana came to work with me. She was going to be, uh, she was going to be a religion teacher. I was going to be the youth minister, same parish. And I think, I think they paid us, uh, like $45,000 total. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's horrible to think about it actually. Cause at the time it was like, my wife just got paid less than I did. Like a very, like, 
you know, she was doing, she was teaching junior high religion and she got paid less than the high school youth minister, but that's another podcast. Um, so, and, and thinking like, that's, you know, that's amazing. We do this thing, but then sure enough, I mean, you're, you're one kid in and, or two kids in just going like, oh my gosh, like how do people keep doing this? And, um, and, uh, you know, we were blessed at that time to, uh, you know, to, to, to receive all kinds of different provision. And so I think like my first take is this, it's very simple. It's, you know, the idea that, um, wage or payment, you know, uh, money or salary is, is, is all that is, uh, that encompasses provision, you know? And so I think like part of, part of the way that, um, you know, we, we understand it through Catholic social teaching is that like, that the just way, like just wages as defined by the church is not just simply a teaching about how much, you know, somebody should make in a salary, but that um, those wages are able to cover their basic needs. Um, it also has to do with uh, healthy work environments, you know, mm. benefits, things like this. This is like, this is sort of, um, you know, it's, it's an all encompassing dignity of work, right? And that I've got, you know, as a, as a minister or, you know, as a missionary, um, I have basic needs that are provided for is not the same. And so I think there's like this, there's kind of this distinction that has to be made. First of all, like, um, is salary everything? You know, I hear people talk about like, well, I'm going to make, you know, six figures here. It's like, man, what's your taxes like? I mean, that, that must suck, you know, like, or that must be great, you know, either way, like, you know, there are, there are ways to be provided for, um, that, that aren't always just monetary, you know? And so, you know, I think, I think one of the things that, um, you know, again, I, I, I immediately start to think when I read this tweet, um, about, and it might be even be a myth, but there is some sort of, I, I remember hearing someone say sometime that the highest, you know, salaries in, in China are teachers, right. Or something like that, you know, like that, that there are cultures that value teachers and formators um, as they should, as a priority, as a high paying job, you know, and so the, um, you know, the public institutions, the government, whatever prioritizes that it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a hard job. Um, it's a labor of love. It's a commitment. It's like almost a vocation, you know, so, um, and so, so they're prioritized in a communist government as, you know, as somebody who deserves a higher wage than say someone who, um, you know, um, you know, is, is, is even a lawyer or a doctor. That's great. You know, that, that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. So in, in, in our culture, I think some, um, man, I, you know, it requires more. I think where it's difficult for, young professionals in ministry and I'll say professionals because we're not, I mean, when I was getting started, it was not, there was nothing professional about it. <laughs> it was like, you know, <laughs> now I remember people talking about the professionalization of ministry, you know, and thinking, Oh, that's like, that's far fetched. There's no way that could ever become like a real career. And uh, you know, here we are 25 years later, I'm going, it's actually a career. There are, there are people who have made uh, and done well in, in ministry circles. That's, we could talk about that, whether that's good or bad, uh, maybe later on, but, but yeah, the yeah. point be, the point being, the point being, um, you know, uh, you know, to, to, to become a professional 
you know, you, you need to, you need to go to school. You know, you need to know, you need to know what you're talking about. You might need to even, you, you need, you need to know some pedagogy. You need it, some strategy in teaching or formation or catechesis. And unfortunately, those degrees cost money. And, uh, you know, I, you know, so there are, um, there are reasons why, uh, you know, I think that, that lawyers, they need to be paid more because they carry higher insurance or, or their law degree was expensive. Same thing with medical, you know, medical doctors. And so I think, you know, there is a point to be made. And I think that's, again, it's, it's well intending, um, the proportions of what a theology degree or, or a religious education degree, uh, costs. I think, I think ministers, professional ministers should be paid enough to pay, you know, pay off those debts and, uh, sustain that lifestyle. Um, but, uh, but to say that they should be paid equal to their secular counterparts, like I, I, or more, <laughs> or more, yeah, or yeah. more, right? Like, uh, what, what is a secular counterpart? I think that's a good question, you know, to, um, to something like a vocation of a, of a youth minister or, or a missionary. What's a vocational counterpart? Maybe a, charter school owner um i you know or something like that i'm not sure but but we're not doing the same things you know um we're not selling uh i don't know you know we're not selling selling oil we'll be right back interested in learning more about your faith i invite you to check out good catholic They are a digital media brand focused on sharing and teaching about the faith. From podcasts to blogs to digital series, Good Catholic has it all. Use the code in the show notes to get 20% off your order at Good Catholic. You made a point earlier, I think, that needs to be brought up just in the, I mean, we can't cover every single bit of this, but... You mentioned communism. You know, you're talking about the Chinese government. Here in the yeah. United States, we have a capitalist, you know, way of doing things. And nobody's sitting here going to say that capitalism is perfect, but it is could be argued that there's a lot of good to it because it, it really allows for people to, you know, make these decisions on their own, to be generous, but then also to be paid for what is deemed as fair. And so, you know, in corporate America, as you're talking about kind of the equivalent, you know, these different jobs, you know, there's a market value that is, is attributed. Um, And, you know, you in this country get to fight for what you think you deserve, you know, and if you don't like it, you're not forced to stay at that job. You can go seek higher pay somewhere else. I think, you know, as I look at this tweet, it says the mission is equivalent. You know, if you're telling them to take lower salary, you're saying that the work isn't as important as corporate work is. I think that needs to be debunked because I I don't agree with that. Just because your salary is lower than somebody is is not a testament to the importance. It's a testament to how it is viewed societally in its value monetarily. But that right. does not mean that that's what God sees as, you know, oh, okay, right. George is a lawyer. He makes $300,000 a year. 
And so his work is is way more important. No, but at the same time, his work brought his company in $3 million this year. And you for the church brought 12 kids to go to church. And sadly, although you and I both know that is more important, you know, towards the salvation of souls, or at least could be argued that it could potentially, you know, be more important because you're you're working on someone's soul. That does not mean that the church can go hand you $300,000 that they don't have. Yeah. The free, I think, yeah, your point is like, it's well taken. The, the, uh, the free market will, (laughs) will tell us about what's important to the free market and, you know, let God and the scriptures tell you about what's important. Let that, let that inform your value or whatever. And so I think, yeah, he's kind of coming from this idea that valuation of a vocation or a career is determined by the number, you know, in your paycheck. And that's just not even close. Right. Um, again, I think there's something to provision. There's something to, uh, to what, to what it costs, et cetera. But, uh, but yeah, by, by no means, um, you know, is a, uh, a prioritization of this, this is a, you know, this is a higher value. We value this higher because we pay you more. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes to that. And I think, you know, there, you know, and, and, and in saying that, I also know that very well, (laughs) I know very well with nine kids that money is also very necessary. Right. And so I think, again, he's coming from this place of like, you know, maybe he's maybe he is in ministry or maybe he is friends with a minister who is loathing is, you know, wondering what to do and how he's going to pay for groceries. Um, You know, there is this reality that money is is necessary. And so, um, yeah, there's two, two ways to look at this. I think one from the church's perspective, and you kind of alluded to this idea that like, where are we going to get this money? You know, um, thank God for generous donors. Thank God for tithing. Thank God, you know, that they were even able to make, you know, any kind of money in working for the church. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think I've told you this before, like we are, you know, the United States of America is one of the only places on the planet where you get paid to do ministry. I don't, you know, I, yep. I think when we, I think when we think about, you know, mission work and, you know, ministry, we think of it in the same way, you know, and uh, there, there are mission, there are missionaries who, you know, like I, I, I have friends in Africa, for instance, or Haiti that they are missionaries, but they also have jobs. They have jobs. They, you know, maybe they're a school teacher, maybe they're by one of the guys, a bus driver, um, but they're they consider themselves missionaries and ministers. And so their free time and energy is given um, to catechizing and evangelizing youth and young adults and married couples, et cetera. Uh, but they don't get paid. They don't get paid for that. And I remember the first time actually I was it was it was a acquaintance, uh, somebody that I had met from India. And I was talking about um, like, <laughs> you know, this is again, this is like back in the day. I was feeling myself like, Catholic speaker or whatever. And it's like 10 years in and I'm talking about my fees, you know, my speaking fees. And this guy's like, he's so confused. He's like, wait, what? He's like, you get paid. Like you get paid to give talks. I'm like, Oh wait. Yeah. That's like a thing here. You know? Um, So anyway, but so that's great in itself that that's like, we get paid anything to do that. Um, But then you get to a point where you're like, you know, you think, so you're thinking about it from the church perspective, you know, like, this is what we can do. 
um, this is what the church can do, or this is what the organization can do. But also from the missionary's perspective, like the ministry, um, you know, discerning what our needs and what our wants. And I know that's like, that's like, sounds like what a dad would say or what, you know, like, you know, talking about a budget, but you know, when does, when does that end? Like, where does that end? You know? And so like the end of the end of my need, you know, what is your need in a culture like this is my need that my, all my kids are able to go to Catholic university. No, there's no way I could ever with nine kids. There's no way I could ever afford that. And so is it a discernment to say, well, you know, community college actually will do, or an associate's degree is what we can do. Um, or do I demand that of the church? No, like I'm a, you know, I'm a lay missionary and I've got nine kids and, you know, my, my speaking fees need to be, um, equivalent to pay, to pay the bills for all my kids to go to, uh, to Catholic university. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I think that's something that we now are going to start looking at as ministry has been professionalized by, you know, great organizations like Focus um, and Life Teen, um, you know, all the great Catholic camps that are, you know, around the country. There's going to be coming, there's going to be, you know, become a, there's going to come a time where, you know, these young missionaries and ministers are going to start having kids and lots of, you know, there's going to be families that are growing. And it's going to be a question I think people are going to be asking. Um, you know, when is like, when do my, when do my desires to fit into culture? Cause that's really what it comes down to. It's like, if I was out in the middle of nowhere, Kenya, like nobody's pressuring me to have a Toyota, you know, it's like a bike's fine. You know, uh, I'm out in the middle of Kenya. Like no one's pressuring me for all my kids to be wearing this style of shoes or anything like that. But you mission in the United States and all of a sudden you have these perceived needs that are just keeping up with, you know, so your kids don't feel like weirdos. Um, and are those needs or are those just wants and desires to fit into to, to the culture that we live in? So these are great questions like that I, I think well, of um, all the time. Yeah. And, I, and I'd say this, too. Like, I, I don't know the heart of where this guy's coming from, so I'm not going to act like I do. But as as I read this tweet, I, I'm I'm assuming, and maybe I'm wrong, that this guy maybe he's in a job where he wishes he made more money. I'm going to say this: every year since I graduated college, fortunately for me, my salary has gone up. I've seen, or at least you know, I've each job I, I find myself making more money, minus the time I was unemployed. You know, then I was at at, at a low yeah. point. But, um, so I've been fortunate in that way. And I'll tell you what, uh, man who made this tweet, it does not solve all your problems. You know, it doesn't make life, you know, just like this, uh, better. So that there's nothing wrong with wanting more money and, you know, in many cases, uh, fighting for that. You know, I, I have found myself now as a married man, you know, helping navigate those waters, even with my spouse who still works. You know, we both work and, um, you know, helping have that conversation of what do you deserve, honey? What does your company, you know, what should they be paying you? That's just, and also, you know, based on the work that you're doing, those are real conversations. Uh, But like you're kind of saying there's needs versus wants. And, and there's also the same, you know, can be said if your employer has the decision to either give you what you ask for, or in many cases, they'll say no, 
or they'll meet you in the middle. And, you know, that's where you sure. also get to discern of, okay, is this okay? You know, and then, right. you know, there's, there's the beauty of discernment, which I think is kind of the next step I want to briefly talk about here is, you know, that is a big part of it. You made the point that I think is so necessary that we're one of the few places in the world where ministry is a job. You know, I think that is a huge blessing. I remember you talked about your salary, you know, when you came out and what both you and Kano were making. I remember working at the diocese and thinking uh, I was making actually a lot of money because I had three siblings older than me that all worked for the church in some capacity and were making less or just a little bit more than me. They've been out out for a couple of years. Yeah. And I had couldn't believe it. I had landed the cush job of working for the diocese as opposed to teaching at a at a Catholic school or working for the USCCB. And so my forty (laughs) my forty six thousand five hundred dollars was the best. I mean it was a a big time thing. And now of course I look back and I'm like, well I don't feel that way you know, all these years <laughs> later, but, uh, you know, it was discernment. And so I, you, yeah. you get to discern what that looks like. And there did come a point where I said, this is a good job. I love it. And yet I think if I want to have a family, I need to think about working or serving the church in a different way, a different capacity. And I think that's a big part of, you know, I'm sure you could speak to this in your own life about how yeah. God has led you to different jobs and different ministries that you have served with or and or led and yet each time you've had to discern is this the right thing for my family and and or how do i find other ways to supplement my income or you know you talked about those different things that uh the provisions that come with each job and you know how to make those things uh you know support uh, the the right. people you love yeah i think there's every i mean i i i don't think there's been a year in our marriage, right? Where we haven't gone like, okay, what's God up to? Or like probably put in a better way, a more human way. It's like, what are we like, what are we doing and how are we going to pay the bills? Or, you know, uh, like, you know, a lot of the ministries that we've been a part of, a lot of the ministries that we've started have been, you know, born out of um, not only, um like a you know a, a desire to 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 see God glorified or to to help a, a certain people group or things like that, but also born out of like this makes sense financially for our family. And um, I think that there there has to be both. Like you like you said, I mean there is, um, every, but I think it's every year you kind of look at it. Uh, you look at what's upcoming. You look how many kids. You know, oh, we're gonna have another kid. Like, is this gonna work? Is this gonna our, our ends gonna meet? And, you know, I'll say this, um, um, our ends never meet ever. Uh, that's not just me. Uh, you talk to, you know, people who have been doing ministry or mission work in this country for, you know, for, for a couple of decades, and they're going to say the same thing. There's, you know, there is never a moment where you're like, man, I know that, you know, I'm going to be able to pay for dental work for my kid that need you know has a cavity like there's very rarely in mission work in general where god doesn't i think <clears throat> keep you poor uh <clears throat> for for me it has been the it's been the way that i have 
um, that he's not only loved me, but the way that I have been, that Ken and I have been able to, to rely on his faithfulness. Right. And so at every like point in time, you're like, you know, this seems like the right thing to do, you know, to follow Jesus into this mission. But it also feels like, like you said, like there's a little bit more money, you know, there's a little bit more provision. Um, this, you know, this, this, the main gig that I'm in right now with St. Constantine, um, you know, I'm at a point in time where all of my kids are school age and I needed a school, a good school for them. It was either going to be homeschool or something like this. There's no way I could have afforded this classical Christian school, but working there, you know, there's a significant tuition remission, which thank God I'm able to have, you know, <clears throat> you know, all my kids in the same place, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and there, and there we are, um, giving our kids, you know, more, more, or, you know, better said God, you know, giving us this gift of the school, um, because I'm able to use my gift and talent, you know, gifts and talents there. That's a part of it. It's, it's like that, you know, it's year to year and, and always a, always a discernment, but it's both. It can't just be blindly like, you know, we're just going to go. We have no idea where the money's going to come from. Please don't do that. Like, don't ever, don't, like no one should ever recommend you doing that. Um, <clears throat> there have been great saints. Again, it's like going back to the story. Like there have been great saints that have done that. Uh, but even St. Francis was like almost kicked out of his own order because he was too, he was too extreme <laughs> in, that, in that way. Right. Um, it, you know, it, it, there, there is, you know, you make, it, it makes sense. Like it's got to make sense to your primary vocation, especially if you're late, you know, you're, you're married and you've got kids. Um, that's definitely got to make sense there. But um, unfortunately the ways to make those funds are not always like as obvious as going and working for your diocese, right? Like you, you were, making a lot for a diocese for a diocesan job right or you know there are people who make more but oftentimes i see um you know two things one um great supplemental jobs like real estate um you know um you know mlms you know on the side like you know some you know, selling selling uh you know selling something um you know um uh, event planning, gigging for like either as musicians or speakers, things like that. And then ultimately, you know, guys like myself that get to a certain point where you just have, you know, you, you know, the firm, you know, the, uh, the term dink, I'm sure you do dual income. Yeah. No kids. Have yeah. That's seen, uh, that's my life right now. Have you seen the, uh, have you seen the, uh, the <laughs> sick, which is single income, countless kids. <laughs> I, I want to say maybe you shared a meme of it or yeah. somebody did. No, it I was Emily. I, I think it was Emily. Yeah, it's a, it's a comedian that says it. But, but the um, but yeah, single income, countless kids. I mean, you get to a certain point, and you really have, you know, we were blessed to have a great community a network around us that were they were able to encourage us, you know, to to ultimately like go out on our own and start nonprofits and different things like that. That's. That's kind of where, you know, I see the trend people, they, 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 um, you know, they'll, they'll work in the church, they'll work in ministry. And then, you know, um, if you, if you, if the, if that blessing is there to start your own thing, it's usually kind of the, the, um, you know, the way, the way forward, if you want to remain there. But again, that is not ultimately, you know, the only option to stay in ministry, 
You know, yeah, there, let, there let, are so about many, that. there's so there, many, there's so many options out there. So let's talk about the corporate job versus ministry job. I think this tweet in a certain sense is it's, you know, like the lamenting like ministry is where the heart is for so many. And yet the pay is not there. I can't make it work. Can you speak a little bit just to the reality of God's call and invitation yeah. is not always what we at least initially think, or if we're in this space, I think comparison is also a big part of it. Um, you know, you even talked about St. Francis. St. Yeah. Francis lived radically in a way that is so beautiful, but you also, you know, has to be mentioned is he was discerning for one person. Yeah. When you talked about this a little bit, but I think it's just essential for people to to hear. Like, if you have a family, if you have a wife and kids, like, as the man especially, your duty is to provide. And so that has to be at the forefront. And so if your dream job is given to you in ministry, but it doesn't pay the bills and your kids are starving, you have a problem. You have to fix that. <laughs> yeah, right. So can, can yeah. you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, you can't. I, just think it's I so mean, essential. I think it's so, I do, I, I do want to, I do want to say like, you know, as a preface, like it is a trad, it is a tragedy when you know, you, you, you do, you know, you feel like you have that gift and, and you, and I see this happen often where guys are like, they're just taken out of the game um, because it's an, you know, it just doesn't pay the bills or, you know, and, and I, I can recall, I mean, I, you know, plenty of names of folks that I would love to see continue in ministry um, that just weren't able to do so. And, um, and so I think there is something somewhat of like, I do kind of grieve that there. I, I wish um, I wish we, I wish we as a church could figure out, um, how to continue to encourage and provide for, uh, folks that still feel called to ministry. So that kind of, you know, it's, so it's a little, you know, it's, it's, it's not entirely like, well, you just got to find another thing. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but I think, but I think uh, like to, you know, to, to, to the, I mean, to the more to the point is that, um, your, uh, your, you know, single call as a unique, you know, human person, um, is to holiness. And so this idea of like your, um, career or your vocation being some sort of magical path, right. That like you turn the key this way and it works this way. And then God's like, aha, you figured it out. And then like one more turn this way and you do it correctly. Like, that's just not how holiness works, right? Like holiness is you doing the best you can with what you've been given and cooperating with God's grace in that certain circumstance. It's not going to be just, uh, you know, your evangelization that makes you a saint. It probably... I mean, it'd be like, that's as ridiculous as saying like the talks that I have given are what is going to like get me ultimate, you know what I mean? Like that, that it's going to be like my fulfillment and St. Peter's going to be like, well, you gave 97 talks to over 10,000 people. Like <laughs> that's just, re- that's crazy, right? Like yep. holiness happens um, when we co- cooperate with grace that we, you know, we enter into the sacramental life and we are giving our life to those that are in within the 10 foot radius, you know, like we're, we're pouring out our life in love as, as Christ says, like perfect as my father in heaven is perfect, which means 
you know, the 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 one that um gives to even his enemies, the one that 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 reacts in love and kindness and generosity, the that that are perfected as the father is perfect. That's ultimately our goal. And where can that happen? Anywhere. I can happen anywhere. Like you can be a doorman. You can be a trash man. You can be even a priest, you know, like you can even be you know, like, there are so many ways that God, you know, can, can shape us into, you know, that Holy saint. So I think, yeah, this, this idea perhaps that like holiness, you know, has to come through a ministry or a mission in the church or, you know, the apostolate that you've thought of, um, you know, it is, it needs to be debunked because, um, I think oftentimes in those secular positions, in those places where the church isn't often, you know, is 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 not often seen, you get to be the missionary there. You get to be that apostle there. You get to be the evangelist in situations where, um, you know, uh, folks are not coming to church. They're not coming to a conference. They're not coming to a retreat. And so um, in and like, again, I don't want to like poo-poo on this guy's tweet but the reality is he has it he has it you know a little bit backwards i mean the idea that there is some sort of higher value to um menaced professionalized ministry as opposed to just missionary work in general um you know is 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 just a false notion because we're all missionaries we're all we're all in the mission field um i like to say if you see people on a daily basis, you're a missionary. Like, you know, like if you're running into people, you're a missionary. And, you know, what you do in those situations is uh, is ultimately, you know, how we're going to be counted. It's how we love in those situations. So, you know, is there a situation where, you know, somebody who's a minister of the gospel, um, you know, has a more difficult time? Um being perfected in the way that yes of course it could be a hindrance to your holiness you know even in you know in working in ministry whereas um you know a secular job could be could be doing the opposite so um yeah so and i you know there are folks that start in ministry and then move into secular you know more secular jobs because they have to make money i've also seen it the opposite i've seen folks that make a ton of money early on in their life and then they're like ah this is unfulfilling. I'm going to, you know, go work in ministry or, you know, become a priest or a, a you know, religious sister. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's about doing what you can with what you've been given, cooperating with God's grace in any of those circumstances is really what is really the important, um, work of the church or anybody in the church, not necessarily, uh, where you spend your day to day or how much money you're getting paid. Um, does that make sense? I got yeah, ramble. No, I got to ramble yeah. there for a little bit, but I no, just, no, no. That, that was all good. The, the but it's also I... yeah. Go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but but like the 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 temptation to jump, you know, or like this is better or that is better. I mean, that's always that always happens. You know, as grass is greener. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by The Catholic Company. The Catholic Company is a one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs. From rosaries to books to clothing, The Catholic Company has it all. Use the code in the show notes to get 20% off your order.
Yes, exactly. And and the only thing I'd I'd say to on top of what you you just kind of described or stated is this other reality too that is you know, we can worry about what we do in our vocation and our job and you know, you talked about okay, holiness is going to be, you know, or you talk about the idea that sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm going to be defined by those 900 talks I gave or the thousands of people I encountered. But like you and I both know in our lives, it's the capital V vocation that's more important that God, first and foremost, it's like, how did you love your spouse? Because I could go do this podcast. I could do an episode a day with someone and I could find incredible people to talk to. I get every person I have on. I'm always just edified with the conversations. I could post a saint quote each day for the rest of my life and get thousands of people to share these posts. And if I don't love my spouse well in the day to day, then I failed. And I'm going to have to, you know, answer to it. it, not here, but, you know, in the next life. And so the reality is, you know, these, this idea of our job and its importance, it's real. It's good to have a job that you go, go to sleep with every night feeling good about, you know, that you were able to serve the Lord in that capacity. But when I close my computer after the workday, I get to start my real joyful vocation. I get to go spend time with my spouse and those hours. And those are the times that I think of are, are really more impactful, especially to me being the person I'm supposed to be. Cause I could get totally. fired from my job tomorrow and my wife is going to be there and yeah. she's not going anywhere. Right. No, I think you nailed it. And I, th- and I, and I, I, you know, again, I, I think the tweet is well intended because ultimately Right. If this is, you know, if we are, um, you know, ultimately, like that is my big V vocation to take care of my family. Like I, that has to be a large portion of my discernment with this job. Like, is yep. this role, is this career, whether that's, um, you know, discerning that this secular position, even though it pays well, right, it gives us money, it takes all my time away. Right. And this is this idea again of like, what is, what is just wage? Like, well, it's, it's healthy work, work hours. It's family oriented, right? These types of things. So there could be high wages that, you know, seem like value, but actually are devaluing the human person or the life of the family, right? By taking them away or asking them to do, you know, unethical things, et cetera. So there could be discernment in the opposite direction where um, it's not, it's not the the wages that are hurting my family, but it is, you know, the, uh, the hours or the amount of energy or, you know, brain, you know, brain time. I have to, I have to consider my job, um, you know, so, yeah, so considering all of that, I mean, I love what you said. It's it is ultimately about how we love, you know, our spouse, our children, our neighbors, and um, and 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 oftentimes being in ministry gives you kind of that. I mean, I think about the habited folk. I think about like religious folks that like they could go do anything and wear a habit, and people would be like, "Hey, I got this issue." 
could you listen for a second? <laughs> you know, or like, like, no, absolutely. You know, and so often, so I'm like a huge proponent of like secular priests and like secular, you know, secular nuns, like people, like I would love to see more nuns just like rolling around a hospital as nurses. Like that would be great. You know, it's just like serve two purposes or, you know, a, uh, a priest bartender. Like, why can't we have more priest bartenders? You know, <laughs> like, why can't we like, have one? Yeah, this is one. Like we all, yeah. Can we have one priest bartender? Like that would be a neat combination of just right there in the middle of the thing, you know, ministering to people in desperate situations. You know, um, so I think there is, yeah. So anyway, um, you know, that being said, I think that there's something about, you know, the uh, the, you know, being incognito, being the church in secular places, um, and then, um, uh, you know developing relationships in those secular environments like that secular environments that is that's sometimes a challenge i think um whereas in ministry you can kind of come out right and just go all right let's talk about you know the gospel of john um there's you know you, you're skipping so many steps that you take for granted in that person's upbringing or their family or somebody who brought them to church one time etc whereas you know in those in those uh, secular realms um, you're starting from ground zero and it better be kindness. It better be generosity, um, hospitality, things like that, like really basic human skills. You have to master before you can build trust among your coworkers or among, you know, the folks that you encounter there. And so I think in a lot of ways, um, those who, you know, who are, and I hate the word, I actually hate the word secular. I, I don't, I think everything is sacred. Like I, I don't, I don't really buy into the idea of there there's this or that and we can disagree on another, you know, on another podcast, but I like the idea that like God is orchestrating everything and that, and that there is a, um, there is a sacredness even to um, parties like Mardi Gras, you know, like that there's a, you know, that there, that there's some redeeming pieces of everything that we do. So I think that it's a misnomer to say that like, somebody who is a woodworker is in a secular job or somebody who works in oil and gas is a secular job. Cause I think these things can be sacred it, no matter what, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if, if you're on the planet and you're in relationship, I think God is there. So, um, so the idea that there is, you know, these, these skills like hospitality and generosity and kindness that you have to grow in order to share the gospel in some of these places, um, in a lot of ways, um, if you're able to do that, you're like better equipped, you know, like you have more tools than the guy that waits at the church for the kids to show up so that he can talk to them about the, the gospel of John. I think being able to get to a place in a, in a work, you know, in a secular work environment or just a, a non-church environment uh, to get to a place where you can start sharing the gospel. is like, that takes way more skill. You know, and so, um, so in a lot, I just, I, I think, again, it's just that value system of, you know, what's the more, um, you know, ministry job or what's the more missionary job. I think it's, um, you know, who knows where you are yeah. is where, where your mission is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I wish we made more, I mean, or, or, or somewhat some, yeah, I think that it would be it'd be an amazing feat for somehow um, for the, um, you know, for Catholic dioceses to figure out how to, uh, how to provide better for, 
um, youth ministers and and those who work in the church. I think that's um, you know women and uh, you know janitors and people who have been loyal to these places. You know facilities managers, these types of things. I think these are all these these should be dignified by by a salary that is a uh, a living wage. Um, you know, and so I, I think the the point is well taken there. But uh, but yeah, I. I love the facility. I love facility directors. <laughs> these guys are the best, you know, or church secretaries. Like, think about these women, man. And men, maybe. I don't know. Mostly women. Mostly women. Yeah. There's, there's something else. But I mean, just crushing it for generations. Just crushing <laughs> it in there, man. Answering that call, filling out that confirmation waiver. Like they're just uh they're yeah, they're wonderful. Like I'd love to I'd I'd love to, you know, for us to figure out a way to to you know, to pay, pay them more. Um, but for the time being, um, this is, yeah, this is what the market provides. And we thank God, yeah, that we're even able to make a wage, um, in sharing the gospel. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's tr- pretty tremendous. I've, I, I, I live such a blessed life. Yeah. And I, I, I'm right there the, with you. The wages are like more people that I know, or like conversations like this that I get to have like the wealth of this conversation, like I'm, I'm wealthy here, you know, going like, man, this is a good conversation. Like I have a friend, uh, that's, um, you know, father Mike Schmitz texted me this morning or texted me this afternoon. Maybe I don't, I don't remember when it was, but when he texted me, it's like, Oh, cool. That's cool. You know, uh, I have a friend, I have somebody praying for me. I think being a, you know, being in ministry and mission work, the wealth is um, oftentimes not substantiated with dollars. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of other things, you know? So um, yeah, it's beautiful. That's good. But it's, it's still a question like where, you know, where this all goes. Like if we, if that spigot turned off tomorrow and there was no more money to work in ministry, let's just say, would we keep going? Like, I hope so. I know you would. I know I would. And I believe there's many people who would do the same. In the end, the gospel is still the gospel. It still is what motivates you and me each morning to get up and to live. And if we have to pursue spreading that message in a different way, so be it. But I I, I think... In summary of what we've talked about, I think you're right. There is a need for the church to to kind of develop better ways to, you know, support the people who want to serve in that capacity. And I think in many cases they are. I think I think of the church down the road for me. I'll be short, but like they have housing for some of their employees. Like they're Brilliant. finding ways Brilliant. to to do, you know, to keep these people in these positions so that they can serve. And I I think that hope would be that this no longer is the exception, you know, but it's the standard. And so all we can do is, of course, try to, you know, in our own local communities, make those things apparent to the pastors working there. You know, you really want to fight for just wages. Are you a part of your parish council? Are you in the ear of the priest and of the other people? Are you in the ear of the giving every year for the tithing? Are you are you <laughs> yeah. tithing a fair yeah. a- are you giving your percentage 
you know, there's so many things. And so anyway, we don't need to keep no, going. I th- but I, that's, no, it, it's but. A great. No, it's a great point. I mean, there are, there, there are ways, I think, um, you know, if you have a youth minister, I mean, passing them a $20 bill, like could just make their entire week. I'm not kidding you. Like something yeah. <laughs> like that, like, Hey, go get your kids a McDonald's, get, get you and your kids a McDonald's or something like that. Those things sustained us, man. You know, and so as a as a as a as a parishioner, if you know, if you're just thinking like they don't make enough and we need to do more and that kind of thing, you know, like think about something little you can do. Cause I mean that those were for years we had like a secret Santa. Um, you know, that that you know, a few hundred bucks every Christmas Eve, we'd get in a little anonymous envelope in our in our mailbox, and it just like it gave us such hope, you know, like oh, and we can't afford gifts for our kids and we're, you know, it's just, uh, but that, that, you know, so I think there, again, there are other ways to provide, you know, and I think it's, um, it's silly to think that we, that we can't do, you know, we can't do more. Um, you know, like you said you're in a position like pastoral council, like I am, I'm on pastoral council. I'm an old dude. Um, we don't currently have a youth minister though, and we're doing fine. Uh, so I don't know if we're like moving away from this. I don't know. You know, again, maybe another podcast, but like, yeah, we've got about three new topics just from this discussion. (laughs) So it's good. Always, man. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever run out of Does the church need youth ministers? I think is a good, I think that's a good, I don't know how many hours we'd need for that. You'd have to block an afternoon probably. Do you, do you, or do you (laughs) not youth minister? Um. I've seen it work, man. Uh, you know, my parish right now is working great. Uh, I've got just a thriving thing. And it's a great, it's a just great bunch of court, you know, volunteers and lovely people who are doing it um, out of love for the kids. And there's one DRE and, you know, they kind of oversee the paperwork and stuff, but um, it's a beautiful, beautiful deal. So anyway, another topic, another day. Yeah. Well, I, any, I thank you for, hopping on talking about this i hope that anyone who's at home listening you know i always try to be positive so i hope that you know this didn't come off as negative or condescend you know even reading the tweet i didn't read that to make ill of this person's opinions i think that we just wanted to you know kind of talk a little bit about it and i think this was a good avenue to get there um but I, but I also hope that, you know, if you're listening at home, the reality is we are called to be saints. And I hope that in this discussion, you find yourself thinking about your own space in how you serve the church. And, you know, maybe you could be doing more or less, or it looks different. But just in that moment of discernment, you know, I think there's there's something good to be said about how the Lord is moving us. Um, and I know he moved you and me to have this conversation here tonight. And uh, you know, hopefully many more to come in the future, but, uh, thank you to anyone who's listening at home. It's always a joy, uh, to get to share the gospel with you. And thank you for listening. If you know someone who needs this conversation, send it to them, share your opinions too. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, uh, but have a great night and God bless. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and check out goodcatholic.com for more details.